0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lizard.
1: And this is Panda. Oh, oh. Quite lovely. Yes.
0: <laughs> and what movie news do you have for us tonight?
1: Let's see what I hear today. Uh, so it looks like um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse will be the longest animated movie ever released.
0: I'm so excited. Uh, it's going to be at 2 hours and 20 minutes. Done. I am there. Mm-hmm. It could be four hours long and I'll be there. <laughs> yes. With an intermission.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, It looks like uh, Adam Driver is now in final talks for Mr. Fantastic.
0: Okay. As long as Mister the Fantastic Four is better than what we've had in the past. True. Because I personally did not like them.
1: Uh, Beetlejuice 2 adds Monica Bellucci as the ghost with the most wife. So as Beetlejuice's wife. And as an afterlife cop, you won his head.
0: Wonderful. Yes. I love him. Uh, let's see what else I have. Well, and we also have Jenna Ortega officially is playing Lydia's daughter. True. Winona Ryder is coming back. hmm I'm still, I'm going to see it. i Am Am I tired of sequels, especially years later? Yes. But I'm still going to see it.
1: True. Uh, we have their official release dates to both Loki and Echo. Oh, okay. Uh, Loki will start streaming on October 6th of this year, and Echo will drop on November 29th. Uh, let's see what I <laughs> he is. Um I have successfully avoided every single spoiler for Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Good job! I'm impressed.
1: Mm-hmm. Nothing. Kenny has heard just half, just about half the movie. I Seriously? haven't heard it no. at all.
0: Oh, you guys need to see it.
1: Uh, let's see. Box office tracking is pointing to Transformers: Rise of the Beast to be at the lowest franchise uh opening oh okay yeah
0: i guess what like from like test screenings or something or
1: just people pre-ordering box office tickets and whatnot oh yeah apparently hasn't been as popular as the past ones maybe
0: a little fatigue of the transformers yeah but when did bumblebee come out It was definitely when Brian and I were at least dating, because we went to see it together in theaters. 2019, I think? Yeah. Maybe. Huh.
1: Uh, I'm gonna see it. Yeah. Masters of the Universe, we're talking about, like, the 1980s movie, not the series.
0: I have the power! With,
1: uh, Dolph Lundgren?
0: Oh, yeah! I remember seeing that movie with my dad.
1: Um... Well, actress Meg Foster is now going to vo- uh, voice Motherboard in the Netflix uh, Masters of the Universe uh, series Revolution.
0: Has that show started yet? Yeah. Oh, has it? Oh, It's wow, like two I'm... seasons in. Oh, shit. I have not been it's paying attention. It's really good. <laughs> I have not been paying attention at all.
1: I'm pretty sure it's two seasons in. It's either one or two. Either way, both uh, Kenny and I watched... The... No, yeah, it is two seasons. Yeah, we watched both seasons. It was really
0: fucking good. And that's the one Kevin Smith...
1: Created right? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was Oop. really fucking good. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger now confirms that he's officially done playing the Terminator.
0: When was the last? Oh wait, no. Yeah, he did Genesis. the one with yes, that one. That one. No, I was Dark Fate. Just... Dark Fate was the, the last one. The, the, the
1: no, one. no, Genesis. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that one. <laughs>
1: okay, now I gotta go back. Uh, Terminator, Judgment Day, uh, Rise of the Machines, Salvation. After Salvation was. Yeah, Genesis, and then Dark Fate. Yeah.
0: And now he's officially done. Yeah. Okay. He's done. <laughs>
1: Uh, we might have, um, the official title for the next Star Wars movie that Dave Filoni is actually working on. Oh, okay. Which I'm so excited for because (laughs) he has been fucking killing it with Star Wars. Um, what is it? Star Wars, uh, Heir to the Throne. Okay. So they are following that whole story of Thrawn's, um, the one book, I think it's actually called Heir to the Throne. I think it's book one or two of the Thrawn series.
0: I think so. Sounds about right.
1: So yeah, it looks like they're going to be adapting that to some point.
0: Gotcha. So, hmm. uh,
1: da, 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 the last thing I hear is a... Um, did I talk about... Um, the last week... What was it? Um a letter that the creator of One Piece put out? No. Okay. Good. I could talk about that. <laughs> so, uh Ichiro Oda, uh creator of One Piece, uh finally put out a statement because there mm-hmm. hasn't been any news about the live action series. Um, pretty much saying that he's been working hard with Tomorrow Studios and Netflix to um bring this out. Um says, uh obviously um, coming from two different cultures, it's been a little bit difficult to actually get to that middle ground of, this is my vision, I don't want it to change that much, but I understand that changes need to be made for live action. Okay. Um, pretty much Netflix has given them full control that if he doesn't like the series by the time of release, they're not releasing it. Huh. So they, they learned their lesson from what happened with Avatar last Last Airbender. Yeah, where the showrunners show walked off the set as you stab yourself with your pen. <laughs> it's like, what
0: I do. <laughs> and like,
1: it, it keeps on giving me hope that this might be the first uh, successful live action anime adaptation.
0: And this is a movie, right? Show. It's a show. Oh, okay. Um, How long is the show gonna be? <laughs>
1: Let's see. I mean, they're covering the first, like, 100 chapters in the first season-ish. Yeah, first 100 chapters. Um, I've read the episode list, and I like the pacing of what each episode is supposed to bring. Yeah. So I think it's going to be pretty well-paced. Okay. Um, But yeah, he is very particular, even when it came to casting choice, because they gave him control of casting choice too gotcha um he said um he went from everything from their face the size of their mouth their hands their aura the way they carry themselves their voice their acting skill height balanced among the rest of the cast he went through all of that Hmm. because he was like mm -mm. if this is going to be live action i need it to be right
0: okay i'm so excited
1: Good, good I can't, for you, dude. I can't <laughs> wait. And then uh the latest rumor from that is that uh I think it's July or no, June twenty sixth, I think it is. Um they're doing something called like One Piece Day or something like that. And they're releasing pretty much like the the biggest chapter that happened in the manga. Yeah. In the actual show. So they're doing that and they're also possibly finally releasing the actual trailer
0: gotcha so i can't wait Ooh. we're
1: getting there it's so close. we're almost there We're so close they they bypassed the whole like writer's guild strike come on it's right there
0: <laughs> which is still going on by the way yes yep still but so going. far no signs of budging
1: mm-hmm. so we just
0: got to keep going keep pushing on through
1: hopefully it doesn't last longer than a month or else everything else will be fun that's true yeah
0: but you had because I saw one picture of I don't remember his name but the actor who plays Lucifer in the show Lucifer he had a sign that basically said like I'm an actor I don't know what I'm supposed to say because hmm. he was at the strike Um, also
1: Lemon Miranda was passing out something donuts yes donuts
0: donuts and one of them was to um, Enango Montoya
1: you killed my father
0: prepare to die because he was there and there I saw a video on TikTok of him like yelling like like, you know, at someone's, like, phone camera, like, to the audience, basically mm. saying, like, we must fight! Ha <laughs> fight for the writers! I'm like, you go man. And then Lin-Manuel Miranda was giving him donuts. It was so cute. <laughs> uh, but also, did you see the Dune trailer?
1: Yes, I did see that. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm excited! He's... It looks gone. I watched
1: it, uh, went over to Shane's last week. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh... Yeah, he pulled it up on his TV We're like, yeah, we're gonna watch this shit, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, fuck
1: yeah. I'm and, excited. <laughs> Kenny's like, oh good, I still haven't seen the first one. Yeah, but that's all the uh, movie news I have.
0: Too. And also with other movie news, we just watched the teaser trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's. It
1: just dropped literally like an hour ago. Uh-huh.
0: tring Like you said, I'm a little worried about the fact that it's gonna be PG-13. Mm-hmm. But... There have been, obviously, good PG-13 horror movies. I mean, before R even came out. Yeah. They existed. So, I'm excited to see it. Did you ever play the game? No. I I didn't either. But I saw the attraction to it.
1: Um. I think I I wanted to download it when the game first came out. Like, the first fucking Five Nights at Freddy, When it was available for iPhone. Mm. Um. I just never got around to downloading it. Yeah. And then by the time I would have been able to download it, the hype was so big that I was like, eh, I'm kind of...
0: Yeah, that was probably the same thing for me. But we have our lovely Matthew Lillard. Yes. And of course, I am excited for him, no matter what he's in. He can just tell me that he's saying the alphabet, and I'm happy. We'll see how it goes. October 27th is when it's coming out, so... Is it in theaters or just straight to streaming? Should be theaters. Okay. Them theaters. And it's around Halloween time, so yes Ha-ha. one of the things I can add to my list of things to watch horror movie wise in October and for movies that I have seen recently <laughs> uh, I saw The Pope's Exorcist because it's available to rent on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. Um, it was okay it was what? one of those movies I saw the trailer in theaters so I was just like I think I can wait until that's released on streaming and I did I will say Russell Crowe was kind of funny. Hmm. He was kind of like the dad joke phenomenon of popes or exorcists or priests or whatever. Hmm. No, because he's not the pope, he's the priest. Um, So he was kind of funny, you're not going to lie. Some of the jokes that he was cracking, I was just like, (laughs) I would say that in that situation. (laughs) Be like, "Mm, so would dad. My dad would also make those kind of jokes in that situation. And Brian, Brian too. Brian would also make those dad jokes. Yeah,
1: no, my one coworker won't stop talking about it keeps on raving about it how
0: like amazing it is yeah i mean i'm not saying it was the worst movie in the world there were entertaining aspects but at the same time i was also like
1: he said it freaked him out
0: is he one of those that like believes that a demon is going to come like stalking him in the middle of the night
1: no it's more so that like in his belief he's not afraid of like serial killers and shit like that because it's like you can defend yourself you can't really defend yourself from like a, a poltergeist or a ghost or something like that so it freaks him out more
0: gotcha that's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. But according to this priest, that demons don't like it when you laugh at them. So all you got to do is just crack a bunch of jokes. Huh. So which kind of helped? It kind of made it a little bit more funny. Um, the kids, I weren't really. I wasn't really that impressed with. Mm. Um, I also kind of get. Board of exorcism movies the more i think about it like ex- they're all the, pretty much the fucking same yeah pretty much
1: and it's kind of just like eh. once you had the exorcist that they're all just offshoots of the exorcist yeah pretty much even by name
0: yep exactly there are some that are more entertaining than others but for the most part it's just like eh, I guess. it's all right nothing too amazing kind of a situation um and then i also saw the movie how to blow up a pipeline which had a limited release in theaters um, around like April seventh, um, and it was based off a book off the same name, um, and I kept because I saw the trailer and I thought it looked interesting, and then um, people were like absolutely raving about it everywhere, like TikTok, Letterboxd, mm-hmm. IMDb, so it was available on i it was available on Amazon Prime, so I rented it, and I really liked it. It was basically a bunch of younger people, like, Gen Z folks, where they want to blow up a pipeline in protest on, like, big brand, like, money-hungry companies.
1: Yeah.
0: To basically make a statement on, like, hey, we're destroying our planet, what the fuck. Um, Obviously, it's a huge politically radical movie kind of a situation, Um, but... It used, like, its form of flashbacks to, like, show why each person was doing this. And they all kind of had, like, their own reasoning. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, like, someone lost a mom, so she was kind of distracting herself with this. Or someone was dying of cancer because of the shit that the chemical plant she grew up by was spilling out into the air. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um... They were mostly newer actors I didn't really recognize, um, but there was Jamie Lawson who played the mayor in the Batman, the new mayor.
1: Oh okay.
0: Um, the the woman, the lovely lady, that was just like, yo, Bruce, Bruce, listen, listen, you have all this money, and you're not really doing anything with it. You're kind of just sitting in your mansion. What the fuck? Um, and then also Sasha Lane, who was in Loki, she played one of the uh, guards. Or, not the guards, the, uh...
1: TVA agents? Yes. Uh, The
0: the one who ended up getting hypnotized.
1: The one that helps out Sylvia at the end? Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about.
0: Yes. Uh, But everyone did really well. I really liked the writing, and I thought everything was well-paced. Definitely one of those movies that either would spark up a really good, like, conversation and debates between people... If you are with the correct people however I can also see it as a major fighting fiasco of people arguing with each other if they really wanted to get like super deep into it um I enjoyed it though it was entertaining I thought that again I thought that the writing was really well done I thought that everybody did well a great job with acting the pacing was cool And, uh, you know, for the FBI agent who's listening to this, I don't condone blowing up pipelines.
1: Unless you have your enemies in there.
0: Shh. (laughs) I didn't say anything. Not at all. (laughs) Uh, I also just over the weekend saw Blackberry. Mm -hmm. That one I saw in theaters. Because people were raving about it. And I was just like, because it was one of those movies I saw the trailer. I was just like, eh, okay, maybe I'll see it. And then people kept saying like, oh my god, it's amazing. So I watched it. I actually liked it a lot. Hmm. Um, Jay uh, ba- Baruchel and Baruchel? This is the End. Oh,
1: Baruchel.
0: Baruchel. Um, he was in it. Um, he played the person who basically put the brains behind the Blackberry and putting it together and marketing and all that stuff. Um, also, Glenn Howerton was in it. Um, he's in... Um, Always oh, he's sending in Philadelphia? Okay. I forget the character's name. But I did not recognize him the entire movie. I didn't realize until after the movie was over, I looked up to see who, because he was playing, like, the big boss man who was, like, in charge of, like, pitches and, like, the money and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So he's a very angry man that's just screaming at everybody. Um, and so I looked him up. I was just like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize it was the same dude. <laughs> Interesting. basically it was about the rise and fall of the blackberry how like they were all on top and making all this money and then iphone came out and was just like oh shit what do we do here nothing
1: no you're going to bankruptcy
0: it's like you're just you're done um again another one that actually i was really pleasantly surprised i got a decent amount of chuckles out of it when i was watching especially um from um Matt Johnson, who was not only one of the actors, but also the writer and director of the movie, Mm -hmm. because he's in it. He plays the goofy sidekick to Jay's character and just kind of like, hey, man, like, let's just have fun. Like, why are we being so crazy and blah, blah, blah. Like, let's just have movie nights and arcade games in our break room and stuff like that, which would be cool. I'm not going to lie. The ending itself kind of felt like it hit a wall where like everything was being paced so well and everything was like cool and we're going, we're going, we're moving and then halt. We don't really know how to end this. Hmm. But that's my only complaint about it which I think that that's a win for that one. Uh, And then last but not least the one that I specifically saved for last that I will not spoil because certain someone hasn't seen it yet. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, I saw it the day that it released. Really, well, technically the second day, because it technically comes out Thursday night, but I saw it Friday. Danny. You wasn't ready? I thought I was ready. You wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't ready! <laughs> I, I did laugh a lot, but I also cried a lot. Um, yeah, it. Oh, God. It was the perfect ending. Everybody is correct in saying that it's the perfect ending to the Guardians trilogy. Oh, God. Like, where do I even go with this? Like, it was a great mix of comedy and yet sad as hell. Like, I felt all the emotions in this movie. Um, We got a really good villain. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, like, the high evolutionary... Oh my god he was just fucking crazy and scary Hmm. with no like what's the word fucks given yep that and also no like um uh, remorse yes no what is the word it's the thing that like people have been doing lately with villains sympathetic sympathetic yes like there's no like sympathetic backstory to this person and it just oh, Rocket Raccoon storyline oh my god Danny yeah like literally a couple days after I saw it I think it was last Tuesday um, uh, I was on TikTok and or last Wednesday sometime last week there was a whole ass scene on a TikTok video that I watched that did a huge spoiler for anybody who didn't see the movie so I'm really glad that I did see the movie before seeing this And I'm literally on my phone crying (laughs) in my bedroom.
1: (laughs) It sounds like me when I'm watching One Piece videos. Oh,
0: my God. And it was just a scene. It was just a freaking scene. But Danny, oh, my God. Danny, Danny, listen, listen. You and I need to talk about this movie. So you and Kenny need to watch it immediately. If I have to drag you to, to the movie theaters myself by pulling your ears, I'll do it.
1: Okay, well, I'm financially stable enough to buy movie tickets.
0: I will pay for... Goddamn ticket! <laughs> I just need someone else to talk to about this. I know. But yes, without any spoilers, it really is a great movie. Everyone should go see it. And then maybe just message me on Facebook about what you think about it. Because really, I just want to talk to somebody about it. Because, Jesus Christ, I just... Yeah, so many thoughts, so many words, so many things... But, yeah, that's, that's what I've seen recently. So, when this specific episode releases, it'll be the same day as the release of the live-action Little Mermaid movie. Yeah. So, in honor of that, we are going to do the original Disney animation, The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Which, when I tell you that this was one of the movies that I would play... And then as soon as it was over, I would rewind my VHS tape and then just watch again. You, you wouldn't believe me. Like, with how often I did that. I'm surprised I didn't destroy the tape, to be perfectly honest. Because it was one of my many obsessions as a child.
1: I think I finally remember what movie it was I used to do that with. The Indian in the Cupboard.
0: <gasps> Jimmy loved that movie
1: fucking love that movie because every time I see that movie I just think of like I want to take all this and just go
0: <laughs> just put in the cupboard and see what happens that
1: or take a replica lightsaber and then stick it in the cover oh, yes and then just be like I have to <laughs> just go oh, outside I and start fucking people up
0: the power right that's the same franchise right
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I cause like so much chaos
0: oh no I believe that 100% um yeah I have not seen Indiana in the cover in so fucking long Mm -hmm. mm-hmm that was a good one i'll have to watch that again yeah that's not the
1: movie i chose by
0: the way i kind of figured um anyway little mermaid it was released november 17th 1989 it was directed by ron clements who did the great mouse detective aladdin hercules treasure planet princess and the frog moana um and john musker also directed he directed all the same movies um, and you also have them, the writers, John Musker and Ron Clements, who also wrote all of the w- movies that I just dated. Um, you got the poser, Alec Me- Alan Menken, who did Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Tangled, and Sausage Party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I fucking love that movie too.
0: I was like, I saw that and I'm like... Huh? Well, that took a turn.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you need money, you need money. I mean, shit.
0: <laughs> I get it, man. Me too.
1: Yeah, I'm like two paychecks away from just saying, fuck it. I'm going to prostitute myself somewhere.
0: Go for it. <laughs> sure you do a wonderful job. <laughs> um, and then the cast, we have the lovely Jodie Benson, who played Ariel. Uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes played Eric. Pat Carroll played Ursula. Patty Edwards played both Flotsam and Jetsam. Uh, Buddy Hackett played Scuttle. Jason Marin played Flounder. Kenneth Mars played Triton. Samuel E. Wright played Sebastian. Uh, ben Wright played Grimsby. Eddie McClurg played sure. Carlotta. Um. And Renee. I think. Played Chef Louise. Um, Or Chef Louis. 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 That's yeah, the silent. Uh, ratings on IMDb we have 7.6 out of 10. Meta score, 88%. Rotten Tomatoes 92% with an audience score of 88%. Letterboxd with 3.7 out of 5. And 82% of Google users like this movie. And if I can flip the page. Uh, tagline somewhere under the sea and beyond your imagination is an adventure in fantasy and awards 16 wins and eight nominations including oscar winner for best music original song under the sea oscar winner for the best music or original score and oscar nominee for best music uh, music original song kiss the girl if i can talk that, that would be nice <laughs> 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 I was having a moment of, like, another uh,
1: while. Production companies include Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Feature Animation, Silver Screen Partners 4, uh, distributed by Buenas Vistas Pictures, um, runtime of 83 minutes, a budget of $40 million, and a box office revenue of $211.3 million.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: uh it is available for streaming uh let's see it's available $3.99 from youtube google play redbox voodoo amazon prime apple tv has it for $19.99 or go the smart route just get disney plus it's free uh-huh
0: it's there. uh-huh or get the blu-ray and dvd like i did yes <laughs> because that's what i do before we even record the episode because uh, all I had was on VHS. Ah, oh, VHS. HSV. V- VCR. Those were the days. Walkmans.
1: CD players. That
0: would skip every time you stepped the wrong way. Yeah. Eight tracks.
1: Also, just CD players that would never fit your pocket.
0: <gasps> yeah, remember Remember it-
1: having to shove that shit inside your inner pocket? like.
0: Yep. In my denim jacket, just kind of like on the yeah. outside. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: I kind of want to get a CD player. I just... They're pretty dirt cheap now. They're like 20 bucks.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, but those were also the days. I mean, speaking of when you and I were finishing up this movie, I literally had the thought process of, oh, my God, I feel so old. Mm-hmm. Because all this stuff that was bright and shiny when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so wonderful and so great as an adult. I'm like... There are so many wrong things about this that either one, don't make sense, or two, just creepy. Yes. <laughs> the wonder is gone. <laughs> the magic <laughs> has died. We are all going to die. <laughs>
1: uh, that's also because there's a new generation of kids that have grown up without being a Toys R Us kid.
0: <gasps> Those poor bastards. They don't even know what they're missing. I know. So, with the Little Mermaid, I will say the thing that I actually enjoyed a lot in the beginning was that before bringing our princess Ariel, um, it showed a little bit of everybody else first. Mm-hmm. Like you first see the ship with Eric and his crew and his advisor. Yes. Okay, I was just like
1: Ch- counselor.
0: Yeah, because I was like, he's not really he's not a butler. Like I was just like, what is he? But there you go, advisor. That works. Um, and next. I love that dog so much. Um, And then after that, you got King Triton with um, the show that's about to start, Um, which you can see. Who was it again? It was when he was going in. Oh, my God. Sorry. Allergies. Oh, yes. Um, you can see Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck, and also Kermit the Frog, that like you can briefly see in the crowd of all hmm. the people ready for the show. I love it. Yeah, I remember seeing that, like, forever ago and then looking it up to make sure it was real. And I was just like, oh, look, there it is. Um, but you get the show with all of King Triton's daughters. Um, and then, you know, they realize that Ariel... Is not there because they're just like, all right, it's her musical debut. We're going to introduce Ariel. Oh, my God, where's Ariel? And, you know, dad's really mad. And then we get introduced to the Little Mermaid.
1: I wonder why he doesn't have any sons.
0: You know, man, you see how many daughters he had? He fucking tried. He tried, dude. Should
1: have got a new wife.
0: Yeah, we we never (laughs) have, like, any explanation about what happened to the wife. All we know is that she's gone.
1: Well, just using context, cause it's most likely a human fucking killed her.
0: Probably, um, because you know it's a Disney movie in the early days. You either have no mom or no parents. <laughs> There's kind of no really in between. There's only a few cases where it's just like, oh, it's a mom and a dad, or a mom and a mom now, or a dad and a dad, or just a dad. That's what I'm saying. How it was before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was either no mom or no parents. But I will say when at the because I did like the opening of the movie as well, where it was all like gray skies and the seagulls flying by and the dolphins jumping through the water. I don't know. I thought that that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to ask because I know it's set a lot between this and also Pirates of the Caribbean and just like pirates and ge- or like sailors and pirates in general back in the day they were very superstitious are sailors still superstitious super superstitious today
1: i think there are still some
0: because i can tell you right now veterinary field we are hella hella superstitious that full moon out we're like oh god today is the day it is a full moon we're dead
1: I think it's more so, like, omens and shit like that. Like, if something... Whatever type of sea bearing omen.
0: Because I mentioned King Triton in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which, me personally... When it comes to, like, the god of the sea, my first thought would be Poseidon. Not Triton. Mm-mm. But, I mean... So, I also did look this up, because... Oh, God, what was it? Like, Ariel and Hercules would actually be related? Cousins. Like, cousins twice removed or whatever that whole deal is. My dad keeps trying to explain it to me and I'm still like, what?
1: Like, you with, um, military time?
0: Uh Uh-huh, and math in general. (laughs) Um, but yes, because we're introduced to all these characters, but... The real star of the show is Ariel, who has the voice of an angel and who has the better voice out of all of her sisters, which. Sure. At least there's no jealousy. <laughs> they don't seem upset about it at all in the slightest. Um, but, like, because that, that, that aspect, um, instead of going to the concert, Ariel and her best friend Flounder, the fish, the chunky fish. Who's
1: actually not a Flounder, he's just named Flounder.
0: Yes. But it makes more sense that, you know, in the new movie coming out, he'd be flatter because if he's a floater. I would have
1: loved to see him all derpy and flat and shit.
0: (laughs) Just laying on the ocean floor. Like, Mm -hmm. hello. How you be? How you doing? (laughs) Which also, I just want to point out the fact that at least this shark attack in this movie, when they were looking through the abandoned ship, this shark attack makes sense. It's more plausible. Because they're fish. Sharks go after fish, not also, humans.
1: Can I just say the fact that watching this movie felt so weird seeing pirate, like, ships in general without it being one piece?
0: You're kind of stuck on that, aren't you? Yeah. You probably will be for the rest of your life. Yes. Kind of like me with Charmed and Lost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in this, when they were looking at the boat, they found a fork and a pipe. Mm-hmm. Like a smoking pipe. And when they take it to Scuttle, Scuttle informs them that the fork is a dinglehopper which is used to comb your hair mm-hmm. and the pipe is used as a musical instrument. A snarf blat. Because other, back in the old days years ago, humans would just sit around and just stare at each other. It got very boring. So they invented the snarf blat. But But this is where like, they find out what all these things are called, which makes me curious because somehow she found out what fire is what streets are and feet
1: but not a comb
0: not a comb and she's told these various objects are completely different things so it makes me curious I'm like is she just getting this information from scuttle or is there somebody else that she's also talking to is she's getting this information from with them realizing that they completely missed the concert and went back to apologize to King Triton you know, he hears about them going up to the surface again and seeing, like, getting close to the humans, and he starts flipping the fuck out. hmm Most likely because he lost his wife, Ariel's mom, to humans. Which would make sense.
1: It's implied. I feel like it's implied.
0: No, I agree. Um, but, of course, there's that one line that, like, when I was a kid, I remember being like, Yeah! She can do whatever she wants. The whole, like, I'm 16. I'm not a child anymore. And as a child, I'm just like, yeah, you tell and now I'm an adult. And I'm like, sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are only 16 years old. Trust me, when I was 16, I was stupid. I'm still stupid. But that's besides the point.
1: Not as stupid.
0: Not as stupid. <laughs> just
1: hopeless. <laughs> I may be dumb. I'm not
0: stupid. Yes, yes, that's that's the one. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean about seeing this movie as an adult. It's like, you still love it, and it still brings back that nostalgia. But at the same time, it's like, what have I become? What is this that I've become?
1: I feel like it's worse more so for people that actually have kids. Because now you're in Triton's position.
0: Yes. Yeah, that was a tough watch. Not going to lie. Um, but also even, like, because, you know, after Triton has this little tiny hissy fit. Little tiny one. Because um, Sebastian comes up to him he's like, Teenagers, they think they know everything. Which, um, you know, where he's like, you give them an inch and they swim all over you. That was actually Ad Lived by Samuel E. Wright. Yeah. The voice actor of Sebastian. And I'm just like, Smart. Because, no, you're right. Teenagers are. Yes. Which, by the way, a lot of people are making the comment now with the new movie coming out. That they're like, all I want is for Sebastian to be Jamaican. Or, like, the voice to have that Jamaican accent. First of all, it wasn't actually Jamaican. Samuel, huh Caribbean action. Well, like, uh, specifically Trinidad. Yeah. Because the actor, Samuel E. Wright, had stated that that was where he actually got it. It wasn't Jamaican. It was actually uh, Trinid- Trinidadian? Trinidadian. Trinidadian. Thank you. But I literally just had the realization today. Literally today. I was like, wait a second. It's a Caribbean accent that Sebastian has. When this is all supposed to be based in Dunkirk, mm-hmm. which is in Europe,
1: But we're still complaining about a black Ariel.
0: Yes. (laughs) And the fact that these people are just like, he better have a Jamaican accent. I'm like, first of all, it wasn't Jamaican. Second of all, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But whatever. We'll see how this movie goes. One of the people I follow on TikTok, uh, Nikki. I forget her name. Begins with an M. I love her. She's great. Um, she got to go to the red carpet premiere Mm -hmm. of The Little Mermaid and she was just like, it was wonderful. It was so great. Like, it was one of my favorite movies as a child. And she's like, honestly, the, um, animation and everything was fine. Like, there were no problems with it. It was fine. Y'all just need to calm down because it is wonderful. So, personally, I'm excited to see it. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But anyway. Um... We do actually get the song, Part of Your World. Yep. Uh,
1: After she runs off back into her cave, away from her father. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. After
1: after his little bitch fit. Uh
0: Mm-hmm. And we see the grotto for the first time. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, of course, part of the
1: doohickeys and the thingamabobbies.
0: Yes. Uh, With everything in between, of Mm -hmm. course. Um like that song was a staple but i know they had released on spotify the new version of part of your world from the from the live action movie
1: i mean you talked to me about this but i don't think you said recording. Oh, okay. recording
0: thank you um i'm trying really hard not to listen to it because i want to wait for the movie and have like that first experience of the mm-hmm. song besides the trailer with the movie it's just so hard right now because i just really want to listen to it because that voice is a voice of an angel Oh, God. It was I, good. It's so it good. Was good. Oh, you heard it? Yeah, I did. Oh, it's good. It's really oh, my God. I'm going to
1: listen to It's it. really good. I'm going to stop myself. I, I, no. There's actually a video on YouTube that compares all four renditions. Okay. Uh, the original animation, the Broadway, mm-hmm. the uh, the live show with Uh huh.
0: and
1: the new one. Out of all of them, Jody Benson and hallie ba- Bailey Bailey yes, uh sound very fucking
0: similar. Oh God, I know I saw videos of them on the like carpet for the movie premiere, mm-hmm. and they got to run into each other. And you can't hear what they're saying, but, like, you can see, like, Jodie Benson just talking to her. And she's just staring at her like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe this is real. And it's so adorable because they're just so cute together. Just, like, out oh, they both look like princesses. Their dresses were both gorgeous. Oh, my God. It was just wonderful. And, again, I am excited for this movie. And you have a glove in your pocket.
1: I used to wear these pants for work and I put my gloves in my pockets. Gotcha. Well, the uh, extra gloves.
0: I thought you were ready to be, like... I
1: challenge you to a duel. I, I thought about it for a second. I was like, my hands are sweaty. I'm not going to put this on.
0: <laughs> I was like, were you contemplating smacking me in the face with the glove?
1: No, I was contemplating saying the joke, but I was like, yeah, my hands are sweaty. Like, uh, I need to buy that. Like, you ever seen the, the, it's like a liquid that comes in like a little bottle, kind of like a hand sanitizer. We put it on and then dries like powder. Yeah. I need that.
0: Oh, okay. That's fair.
1: Yeah. Until I can actually afford the uh, electrotherapy for my fucking sweaty-ass mitts.
0: <laughs> uh, it's that, that season, mm-hmm. it's coming faster than you know it.
1: Yep. Like, just, just, just my hands and my feet. Just get rid of the fucking sweat glands there. I'll be happy.
0: Like, that's all I ask for. But also with Party of Your World, it was actually almost cut from the film
1: i think i remember
0: hearing about that because mm-hmm. basically jeffrey Katzenberg, who i think was one of the producers or something um he felt that it was too like boring and that it would be like way over the kids heads and mm-hmm. apparently even during a test screening like the kids just weren't paying attention they were spilling their popcorn they were focused on other things it just didn't go well but the writers and the writers and directors John Musker and John, uh, Ron Clements um, and also Howard Ashman had all like pleaded like please like let this be a thing like let's give it another shot this time with an adult audience watching it um, which ended up working out so well and even a few of them had been moved to tears um, so it ended up being a part of the movie which I am totally cool with because it's a good song yeah. Let's be realistic here. And Jodie Benson, mm, 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 that voice. Because I am also curious, if they cut that song, would she even sing? No. Because she doesn't really sing anything else besides Part of Your World.
1: Yeah, she's silent the whole fucking movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like the kind of defeats the point, but the, the point, but <laughs> <laughs> the purpose of her having like the voice of an angel.
1: I am I am Loki, and I'm birded with glorious porpoise.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Pink leather, yellow leather. Pink leather, yellow leather.
1: Wait, <laughs> oh, yeah, didn't we say we are going to start doing that? Yeah, we
0: say that every time, and then it just never happens. And then you get this monstrosity of a... Whatever I'm doing at the moment with my life. Um, anyway. Um... But also even that line where it's just like Bet you on land, they understand, but they don't reprimand their daughters. And I just now every time I watch it, I'm like <laughs> oh, sweetie, you don't even know. You don't even know.
1: Oh yeah, especially like around that time.
0: Yo yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh sweetie, arranged marriages were a thing.
1: Yeah, you would have been better off in the ocean.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even like all of her things where she's just like, I wanna be a human, I'm just like, why? I think even as a kid, I was just like, well, as a kid, it was more of the aspect of like, no, I want to be a mermaid and pretty and swim in the ocean and something that's different. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, no, no, trust me, trust me. You don't want to come here. <clears throat> Humans, we suck. Listen to your dad. We absolutely suck. Uh-huh. Um, but at this point, moment, moment, oh my
1: Red leather, <laughs> yellow
0: leather, red, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. Um, At this point, she ends up going up because she sees the ship and the fireworks. And she sees all the humans having a good time, including the handsome Prince Eric with his adorable dog, Max. Uh, he's mid. Okay, the point is, she thinks that he's the most beautiful thing that she's ever seen. He's mid. But Max easy 10 max is adorable and i'm excited because it also looks like that they're using a real dog Mm -hmm. for it which i'm happy about because the live action Pinocchio couldn't even bother to have a real cat (laughs) it wasn't in the budget apparently might as well just use the computer for a cat but it looks like they have a real dog for the movie little mermaid so i'm happy about that um Because at this moment, Ariel sees Prince Eric and was just like, oh my god, he's so beautiful. The one playing the snarf So
1: my man's smoking. He's smoking up a storm.
0: Not only that, but he was also playing like a flute. Or a recorder. Or something. It was actually a musical Uh, instrument.
1: uh, Let's go with recorder. It's more fucking geeky.
0: Yeah, I remember those days of having to play the recorder in school. Same. That was fun didn't understand how that was so cool when i was younger and now i'm just like why
1: why no i always thought it was a piece of shit
0: (laughs) no really i thought it was so cool (laughs) um but also because the storm ends up hitting because they're kind of him and grimsby are having eric and grimsby are having the conversation back and forth about how like he needs to settle down and find a girl like he didn't like that princess in whatever town that was and the storm ends up coming through which you pointed out the fact that the sailors should have seen that coming like a mile away. Yeah. Because it's kind of very obvious when you're on the open sea and there's... It's not like it just... A storm suddenly hits. Like, there's all of these signs that point to, like, oh, shit, something's about to happen. <laughs> Maybe they could have prepared earlier for that. Instead
1: of fucking partying.
0: Yeah, exactly. They, you know what? They were having a grand old time.
1: With that storm flat and everything.
0: Yes, exactly. Um... But it ended up working because, one, Ariel got to see fire for the first time. Mm -hmm. But she did not get to find out why it It burns. burns. Um, And she also got to save Eric, which you never see that in any... uh, Well, okay, back then, before then, you never saw that with any other princess in a movie. It was always, you know, they were the damsel in distress and the man came to save the day. But my girls, Ariel saved him so ha. And also, let's just point out the fact that it just shows who he is as a person, because he was able to get safely on that little rowboat. And why did he go back on the ship? To Poopy. To save the Max. Because she's just so cute. I would do the same thing for Sheldon and Marbles. In a heartbeat.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I'd do the same thing for the fat one.
0: I would hope so. But yeah, she ends up saving him, and then they get onto the land, which I... <laughs> So, a little story time. Um, You know that little yellow chair that I have at my parents' house? The little tyke's chair?
1: Yeah, the one that uh, Mike used to always grab?
0: Yes, that one. Um, When I was a kid, I kind of used it a lot in my little acting days. You know, at home watching TV. Um, And I don't really remember this, but apparently I would kneel on that chair and, like, put my hands on, like, the back of the chair... And I would just randomly go, And my parents were like, what is she doing? And then they would look at the TV and see Ariel on the rock with the waves flashing behind (laughs) her. And they're like, oh, she's pretending to be Ariel. You you
1: know what? (laughs) I can't judge because at that age I was trying to go super sane.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just we all screaming the on
1: the top of my lungs, vein popping out from the side of my head just <laughs> uh, I can do it. Uh, <laughs> I just don't believe it. Uh.
0: But also with that same chair, I would randomly like stand on it with like kind of like the one leg sticking up, kind of like the tree pose in yoga and I would have my arms like out to the sides. And My parents Daniel were like Rizzo? No, they were like what is she doing well kind of like that yeah like that stance and my parents are like what is she doing and then again they look at the tv and they see that the uh, jungle book is playing and they're like oh she's playing one of the vultures (laughs) (laughs) why one of the vultures i don't know
1: (laughs) because it eats death and whatnot
0: that would actually make sense they probably should have taken that as an omen (laughs) but they didn't but okay so here we are Oh, my God. The the amount of, like, random shit that I did with those yellow chairs, just using it as, like, a prop was ridiculous. And I don't really remember any of it. But my parents do, and they tell it all the time to everybody who will listen.
1: I'm going to ask them about it next time. Go
0: for it. It's a good thing I don't get embarrassed easily, much to my parents' dismay, because they really actually wanted to embarrass me, and it just never worked. Oh, my God. But in this aspect, we got to meet here and there with uh, Ursula because we meet her before where she's having Flotsam and Jetsam smile on Ariel. And then again, when she realizes like, oh my God, she fell in love with a prince. What can I do to use this to my liking? (laughs) But... Yeah, everyone realizes that Ariel is in love because she's all giddy and happy and singing to herself and glowing and all that shit. So, huh? Hades or not Hades? Wrong I god. Wish it was Hades. Wrong god. Trying, is trying to make push it out of Sebastian. Just basically being like, "Hey, I know that she's in love with a merman, so uh, why don't you tell me?" And Sebastian's just like, "Okay, fine." Well. I admit it she, I told her out to go to the humans and now she's with like she's fawning over this prince and he's just like what, what? humans
1: he, he literally went nunny <laughs> oh my god that also reminds me so we went into um what was it it was the Dollar Tree over by like Lowe's yeah and we noticed that they have the Amazon box in there like the delivery John? Yeah. So I'm walking in. I'm like, oh shit, they got one of these. I'm talking to Kenny and I'm like, I wonder what the name is. And as I turn the corner, I stop and I look at the name and I start fucking giggling. Because it's N A N N I. And I slowly turn to Kenny. I go, Nanny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful. I love it. It's so great. Oh, God. But in this aspect, because... Oh, the... The... Because before all of that, I forgot about the Under the Sea. Um,
1: Under the Sea.
0: Under the Sea, because that song is a banger.
1: That song causes rage to anyone who's played Kingdom Hearts. I'm sorry. Because it's on repeat for an entire fucking level... And that level is so difficult, not because it's an actual hard level, but because the controls of controlling the mermaid movement is (laughs) god-awful.
0: Oh, I can just picture it. You should talk to Brian about that one.
1: Like, I have before.
0: Probably. You probably have, realistically. Um, but at the end of the day, the song is a banger. (laughs) And Sebastian makes a lot of good points. (laughs) Because, again, we suck. Um because of that aspect cuz before on the boat uh Grimsby was trying to give Eric the present of an Eric statue which Eric did not appreciate and did not want. And somehow Flounder was able to get that all by himself that gigantic marble statue into Ariel's grotto.
1: No, she was going to have fun with that.
0: Oh yeah, she was already starting to like, you know, do a little role play for herself. Um but yeah, because ended up, Triton ends up coming down and seeing this little grotto with all this stuff and gets a little bit too angry. A little bit. I feel a little bit. Because, especially now as a parent, it's like you watch that and it's like, that's abuse. That's controlling. And now granted, you see him later, because like, even in the scene after it happens, you can tell the look on his face that he immediately regrets it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he just goes crazy and just starts shooting lights out of his... The? His?
1: Trident? Trident?
0: Trident, yes, thank you. I was just like, it's not a pitchfork. <laughs> but yeah, the trident, and destroying everything, and then saving that statue for last, and Ariel is crying, and he immediately regrets it. And again, as a parent, it's like, oh, oh, honey, that that was the wrong way to go. You, I understand being upset, and I understand... You're like your own form of, you're only human kind of a situation, but it's like, don't, no.
1: no. You're only mermaid.
0: Yes. And that's how you chase away your kid. Because then, of course, she goes to the sea witch, because that's also a great idea.
1: Oh, obviously.
0: Obviously, you go to the sea witch that you've heard horrible things about. Um... Because at this moment, that's when she's told, like, hey, I can make you a human, and you have three days to get this guy to fall in love with you. But if he does not fall in love with you, and if he does not kiss you, then you can turn back into a mermaid. Your and ass stuck is here mine. That's what Exactly. Exactly. Which, it's always three days.
1: Or seven days.
0: Seven get, days. Seven days. I feel like it's always mostly three days, which I get It's like the whole... Number of the demon mocking the... Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity, whatever it's called. Um... And also... I did... Oh, I like lost my thought thought for a hot minute. I will say, Disney villains, their songs are always a fucking bop. Yeah. Because this song, mm-hmm. Hellfire from Hunchback in Notre Dame... Be Prepared. Be Prepared from The Lion King... Uh, what else is there? Grella Deville. Mm. <laughs> like, they're all such bops. I'm just like, look, we're supposed to hate you, but we can't hate you with this, like, beautiful song that you're given every single time. Uh, but I did think that that scene was cool when she's, like, saying the chant and, you know, mentions laryngitis. In the ch- mm. <laughs> Um, and it has like that cool look of like those green hands lifting up and then taking Ariel's voice out of her yeah. throat. Which another thing about people who are freaking out over you know the fact of a fish being a different color than white. Um, I'm liking all of the people that are coming out saying like if you really want to be upset about taking away from the original story, if we go back even further to when the book. Like the story originally came out. Disney made a lot of changes, so why aren't you upset about that? You know, the fact of her getting legs specifically says that it was gonna, it felt like a sword cutting her in half. And then whenever she would walk or dance, it would feel like she was walking on knives. Kneeves. Kneeves. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out that fact. But, you know, she did the deed, she signed the contract, so now she's human and she's kind of washed up on shore and has to run into Eric, which she does. Which also, because he immediately sees her and is just like, oh my god, it's you. You're the one I've been looking for. Because he's obsessed with finding this girl that saved him and has a beautiful voice. And she like motions that she can't talk and he's just like, oh, you can't talk. So you can't be the one that I've been searching for. What, did nobody in your time lose their voice? Was laryngitis just magically not a thing back then? No,
1: it was because Ursula said it.
0: Exactly. They had She had it in the speech or whatever. the Song. Monologue. There was something that was specifically... Spell. (laughs) I was just like... The the brain was trying to get there and it just was taking a little bit of a time. Um, Because he did see her face. Yes, he was a little out of it, but he still saw it. I'm just saying, boys, they'd be stupid, although the um actor who played Eric um he was only what I think sixteen years old, yeah, Christopher Daniel Barnes was only sixteen years old when he recorded his voice for Prince Eric, and the producers felt his voice sounded much older than he really actually was hmm. which I can hear it, granted again. I don't know, nowadays, with kids and hormones and puberty and... The they all look changing, like they're in their 20s. Nowadays, I feel like, yes. I do agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. But...
1: That's why I don't talk to anyone from work. That's fair. Because we got, like, 16-year-olds mixed with, like, 27-year-olds. hmm They all look the same. So I'm like, I'd rather just shut the fuck up and keep my myself
0: busy doing my job just keep on going um i will say because they end up he ends up taking ariel back and she you know gets her bubble bath she gets changed they're having a nice little dinner of stuffed crab which poor sebastian was almost a part of um i like how the facts because i guess at this point grimsby is just like as long as you get married i don't give a flying fuck who the woman is just for the love of God marry somebody because he doesn't know shit about this random girl that they found. And you can tell that Grimsby's already like, Oh, like I know you're kind of obsessed with this person that like saved your life that vanished in, in the thin air. But uh, how about this random girl that we actually just met today? How about her said, Isn't she beautiful? Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. and Take her out into town tomorrow. Show her the sightseeing. And I'm just sitting there like, you must be desperate, my dude.
1: Uh must, uh must be good to have a wind man like
0: that. I get, hey, excuse me. Most of my friends are all taken. It's me kissing at you. Um, yeah, I also... Ten years
1: ago, they weren't taken.
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch.
1: I'm telling my mom you said that.
0: Uh, you son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. (laughs) Oh my god. I will say, with the scenery of Eric showing Ariel, like, the town and the sights and all that stuff, there were definitely funny moments, like the puppet and her just fucking bucking that horse and, like, just flying through the woods and over, like, gorges and stuff like that. However, at the same time, also because of how short the movie is, and I know it's the whole fact of, like, she only had three days to, like, get him to like her, basically, and also it's a kid's movie at the end of the day. Um,
1: they could have they cut down some scenes from the sides and then built more on that scene to show more more of a connection
0: right exactly like it kind of felt like that their romance wasn't fully flushed out yet because
1: that, that shit was too quick that motherfucker just met her got his little pee heart and he was like right, I'm gonna marry
0: her <laughs> yeah exactly well cause he even stated that he was going to find the girl that saved him <laughs> and marry her and it's like this she might have this might have just been a person who just one day decided hey, I guess I'll do something good for once and then turn back to being an absolutely god-awful person. You're just going to marry them just because they saved your life? That's a little conceited, don't you think?
1: They saved my life, so that means they want me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, teenagers, I'm telling you. Because I think he's also supposed to be, like, young, too. But I yeah, don't I thought know. they
1: said he was uh, 16 or 17. The
0: actor was. But I don't remember if they ever specifically said Eric. Yeah. But also back in those times, like, you know, 40-year-old men married 16-year-olds, so... Are looking up now? Yeah, okay. but yeah, I felt like that. That could have, cause it felt too rushed. Again, I know He's it's eighteen. Kids, 18? Yeah, still better, but still. I mean, around that. Time, I mean, I at that time period, yeah. But nowadays, it's kind of like eh, you're kind of no, don't do that. Um. But yeah, like I felt like, cause yes, it's a kids' movie, and yes, like they're not gonna really understand that. But just as a movie aspect, it would have just made it seem like you said more of a connection, like cause they could have used that, those three days to like see their conversation and what they talked, well, semi conversation <laughs> and what they semi talked about. And I know the live action one's gonna be two hours and fifteen minutes, so maybe they'll kind of use more of that. But we shall see. Um, but we also had the Kiss the Girl song. Yes. Which I also do love that one. And hey, Brian, if you're listening now, I want that as a date night. Please and thank you. I want you to get a bunch of fish and ducks and crabs to no, sing no, 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 Kiss no. the Girl.
1: Just get all of us to dress like the the fish and the crabs and the birds and whatnot. <laughs> but Rachel has to be Scuttle.
0: Yes. All right, Brian, make it happen. Date night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I found a list of... Um, Surprising Disney couple age differences. Oh God! Snow White and Prince uh, Prince Florian. Prince 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 Florian. Snow White was fourteen, and Prince was uh thirty-one.
0: Ew. That's gross.
1: Makes the whole kissing her while she was asleep thing a little more fucked up. Yep,
0: it was already gross to begin with, but now that's even worse.
1: Um. Then it's uh, Megan Hercules.
0: I mean, that's a little bit more on the rougher side because Meg is a human and he's a god.
1: Do you want to guess who's older? Meg. Yes.
0: Ah, okay. I figured it was going to be some sort of a surprise.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hercules is 18 and Meg is 28.
0: Yeah, gross.
1: (laughs) Linguini and Colette. Linguini is 19 and Colette is 26. I mean, better Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. They have an eight year age gap, but she's 18. And he's 26.
0: Again, better.
1: Cinderella and Prince Charming. Cinderella was 19 and Prince Charming was 21.
0: Oh, huh. that's actually kind of surprising. Yeah. I figured that would be more like on the Snow White aspect.
1: Uh, same age difference between Tiana and uh, Prince mm. Uh Anna, or Anna and Kristoff... Uh, uh, only three years apart. She's 18 and he's 21. Uh, Belle is 17 and the Beast is 21.
0: Yeah, and also I refuse to believe that it's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs>
1: um, Tarzan and Jane.
0: I was just watching that today.
1: Tarzan was 18. Jane was 20.
0: I was going to say 30. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, what you call it? Pocahontas, John Smith. <sighs> they made her eighteen in the in the show or
0: the movie. Really, they yeah. didn't want her to be like thirteen,
1: like she was, like
0: she was in real life because she was actually a real person.
1: Uh, John Smith is twenty.
0: Can I say how sad that was when I when I actually realized that truth? And now, like, I don't think I've seen Pocahontas since I learned about that. And that was one of my favorites when I was a kid. It's kind of sad actually.
1: Princess Aura and Prince Philip. Aura is 16 and Philip is 20. Ew. Mulan and Li Shang. Uh, Mulan is 16 and Shang is 19.
0: Okay. Still gross. But uh,
1: we already said Eric and Ariel. Yes. And then finally, Aladdin and Princess Jasmine. Aladdin was 18, and Princess Jasmine was 15.
0: Ew. I don't like that either. Well, that was a little history lesson of Disney. Um, But also with the Kiss the Girl song, um, they did release that they changed up the lyrics in the live action for Kiss the Girl because of the world we live in now where we're talking about consent and all that stuff, which I do agree with. Um... And also at the end of the day, like nowadays you kind of, unfortunately people in these positions have to be careful with that kind of stuff. Where it's like even those little tiny moments, like kiss the girl, which really is not that big of a deal. They have to change it to adhere to society's wants and needs. Um, But I think what it is, it's the one line where he says, you don't have to say a word, not a single word, word, just go on and kiss the girl. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the line that they're probably changing. Because that's the one that makes the most sense after listening to it. Which, if that's the case, that's not that bad. Yeah. Um. But also, they're apparently changing a little bit of... um. Poor Unfortunate Souls. They didn't say what, but I... Th- my only guess would be the part where she's talking about how, like... Men would rather women seen, not heard. A girl who gossips is a bore. Like, that kind of moment where she's mm-hmm. talking about how, like, men just basically want their women quiet. Which I'm kind of just like, I feel like that should be, if that's the case, I feel like that should be left in there. Because, you know, she's supposed to be, like, this evil person. And there's who's a lot of to...
1: conversations about that happening now. So exactly. I don't see why not.
0: Exactly. Granted, I, I'm guessing here. I'm speculating. <laughs> it might be something completely different. I don't know. Just as long as they keep poor Unfortunate Souls in there. And not, like, in The Lion King where they decided to take out, be prepared, and then... Very obviously, at the very last minute, they just throw it in there because a lot of people were upset.
1: Yeah, that performance was very underwhelming.
0: It could have been so much better if they actually just put it there to begin with.
1: That whole movie was very underwhelming.
0: It it really was. I I agree with that. I was very disappointed in that one.
1: Yeah, I remember because... Actually, I went with Rachel. Yes. was Rachel and my mom. Yes. My mom enjoyed it, but me and Rachel were like...
0: like uh, okay yeah my dad did not enjoy it and the lion king is his favorite disney movie Mm -hmm. so um but yeah again we'll see how that goes um but of course ursula cheats because they're about to kiss they're about to do the smoochy smoochy after they kiss the girl and floss them and jets them flip over the boat, which I said after when we were watching that scene, because at that moment, like, you know, the mood is dead, everything is ruined, they're not gonna kiss now, and Eric's just like, oh, if
1: anything, that would even, like, help with the mood, because, like, you know, you're both laughing, and then you just go in.
0: Yeah, exactly, that's what I was saying, if they would, Brian and I, in that situation, like, in the boat tipped over, Brian would be like, like, laughing it off, like, like, haha, probably splash me a little bit, because that's what he does, and then he'd be like, alright, come here, Plant one on you. Because that. But you know what? Bygones. Children, they don't understand. But that's when Ursula decides to cock up that scheme of using Ariel's voice that she has in that little golden shell thing and transforming herself into the beautiful Vanessa, who just very obviously looks evil. Eh,
1: yeah, she made.
0: and he she even hypnotizes him into thinking that this is the woman he's been searching for and they're like in that very hypnotic state we must get married today and grimsby's just like okay well you know these things take time no it must happen today i'm speaking in a very monotone voice right now and i just brought in this girl when i've been hanging out with a very beautiful woman that you've been pushing me to be with and right now we should be getting married no one No one is going to realize that Prince Eric was acting really strange and odd. No. How long has Grimsy been with him? Like, it seems like forever. I'm just saying. People, pay attention to your children. Um, but at least everybody is able to work together to get Ariel over there. Mm -hmm. Who's very upset that she thinks Eric picked somebody else. Um... But I did like that aspect of all of the sea critters like attacking Vanessa/ slash Ursula. Mm-hmm. and she's just like getting hit with like uh, starfish and dolphins and scuttle and all this crazy shit. And she's like, "Get away from me. And Max just chomps her on the ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you assume he' kind of go, "Hey, teeth!!" <laughs> right.
0: Which is also another thing, because he, Max obviously immediately loved Ariel and was like, you could tell. In his brain of doggy brain, he was trying to be like, yo, yo, dad, daddy, Eric, this is the girl. This is the girl that you were talking about that you were trying to look for. Are you not paying attention? Dad. I could just see that mind working because that's how a child would be. Um, And he very obviously hates this Vanessa girl and is like growling at her like crazy. And she kicks Max, by the way, Mm -hmm. when they're about going down the aisle, which (sighs) never kick a dog or any animal.
1: Unless by accident,
0: right? I have accidentally stepped on like Marvel's tail or Sheldon's foot, and like I, I've
1: accidentally like kicked Bella like across the fucking oh
0: my leg. god I, I, not
1: that far, <laughs> but like a good two three feet because I'm walking and she crosses my feet, so uh-huh. my foot just automatically goes like this, yep. and then she just goes, eh.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and then you're just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, Let's and
1: she doesn't give a fuck; she's yeah. just wagging her tail.
0: Yeah, most of the time they're just like, what? Oh. Hello. (laughs) But at least in that aspect, they were able to destroy the little seashell necklace and Ariel gets her voice back, which I thought that was actually really cool that I saw when um, uh, Vanessa is turning back into Ursula um, that the... Oh, what was her name? I wrote it down. Yeah, Kathy Zielinski, the animator, she had based Ursula's transformation um after ariel gets her voice back on the transformation scenes from john carpenter's the thing perfect i know
1: i would have thought she got her inspiration from opening a can of pillsbury doughboy
0: that would be cool as well but the thing it is a good movie even though i don't really see it that often because the dog scene is just very upsetting
1: you should see it more often
0: I probably should, but that scene is just so upsetting. It's not as bad as, like, John Wick or... I Am Legend. I Am Legend or anything like that, but, like, it's still kind of like... Oh, oh, okay.
1: Okay. Okay, it's a good thing you said that, because the movie I'm picking for next week is, uh... Marley and Me. Now I'm playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, hey, I have actually said that Marley and Me and A Dog's Purpose and, like, movies like that, I can actually deal with because it's a part of life. And like, you know, I'm a vet tech, I see it every day. And like, it's just that part of it. They had lived a long, happy life, everything was great. And it's just like, okay, like, buddy, I'm gonna miss you, but it's time to go. It's the horrible moments, like, you know, I am legend where he's literally killing his dog or Old Yeller, which I've never seen before in my life and I never will because I know what happens. And it's just, oh, no. Okay, it's gonna be Old Yeller. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I will set this place on fire. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> but yes, because the sun went down, it was too late, and Ariel turns back into a mermaid. And Eric sees her as a mermaid and kind of looks surprised, but at the same time, that, that was it. Yeah. It was just like, oh shit. Okay. Because after Ursula takes her down, Eric immediately is like ready to, you know, first he changes out of his wedding attire to back into his normal clothes. Yes. And then he goes to save her. But at this point, Ursula tells triton that like hey it's a legally binding contract that i have here that you can't even break that i have your daughter or we can set a deal and you can take her place and then you're the person that i'm stuck with which she does which i'm just like you really think he she's just gonna let ariel go she even admits later she's like mm, contract or no contract i'm actually still gonna kill you he should have
1: just killed her i know that would have broken the contract
0: right that would make the most sense but because he's this little, shriveled up
1: nematode
0: nematode thingy, um, she just picks up the crown and the trident, <laughs> and she's like, "It's mine now." And I'm sitting there like, "Is that how the hierarchy works?" I don't think so. Everything I've learned about it says, you know, it's the next heir in-, in line. But oh, okay.
1: Unless oh, it's like the the dark saber. Or is passed on
0: through, um, combat. I don't think it was like that, though.
1: You never know.
0: You never know. It was never explained. How did he get his crown in the first place? Uh, I do agree with people that we need, like, also a backstory on Ursula. I know that there's a book series that has different backstories of villains of Disney, which I do want to read. And she is one of them. But I kind of also want, like, a slight adaptation of that, kind of like with Maleficent. Um... But I will say, I because she ends up becoming this huge like monster thing that like t- makes release that, the Kraken, yes, <laughs> basically. And she makes that whirlpool, um, like to the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> which Ariel's like stuck at the bottom. I will say, I like the use of colors in that scene, like between the blue and the green and the purple. Like, it was it had like a cool, like villainy color. I don't know what it was, but it's just like I like that mix in between. It's you know what I'm green,
1: saying? It's the green and purple. That's what it is.
0: Well, yes, but also there was some blue in there. It mostly the green
1: and purple. We all know that the, the, some of the best villains are green and purple. That or is very true. Or green or purple.
0: Yes, that is very true. With different shades. It's not all usually the same, like... Because when I think green and purple, my first thought will be the Joker. And then Barney.
1: <laughs> green Goblin.
0: Yes, but my first two thoughts are the Joker and Barney. I'm just saying that there's like different variations of the colors as well, which I think were kind of cool. But I like that little mix that they had there. Um, but it was what I also brought up with Holes where like, cause, because she did that Whirlpool, the abandoned, like the sip, the, the sunken ship, or it's a hard came up and eric had used that to turn and had that very sharp like piece sticking out of the front yeah and literally just impales ursula and i'm just like oh look i've been impaled (laughs) (laughs) but that was the point that i made last week in the holes episode where they were saying how like oh my god it's really dark for a disney movie and i'm just like they've always been dark the, the woman was literally just impaled by a ship um and also, I I don't think I ever noticed this, but I was watching Tarzan before coming over here today. We didn't finish it yet. But Brian, you know, we talked about how the fact of you can see him stuck in the vines, uh, Clayton, and he ends up cutting himself out, not realizing that there was one still around his neck, and he falls. And I remember seeing the scene of, like, the vine tightening, and then I remember the <clears throat> knife falling into the dirt. Yeah. And then Brian was just like, yeah, and you even see his shadow hanging. And I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, you never saw the shadow? I never You noticed. never noticed the shadow? And I
0: didn't even finish the movie. I still have to finish it. But he brought up the clip and he showed me. And I'm like, holy shit. I think I was just so focused on the knife <laughs> that I just didn't, did not compute when I was younger. I was like.
1: Oh, that was I the first thing I realized. Noticed.
0: But then even I pointed out to you, I texted you like a couple weekends ago where I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean. And you literally see the feet of the people hanging in the third in the beginning of the third movie yeah cause it, it is a Disney movie it might be PG-13 but it is a Disney movie mm-hmm. but I'm just saying Disney has always been very very dark with a lot of their sequences you had a woman that wanted to skin puppies
1: or oh, the fucking bitch that fell off the, the mountain and got the fucking boulder on
0: her yep I'm just telling, I'm just saying I'm just saying and then you have parents dying left oh. and right yep yeah. But
1: Bambi's mom getting murked. (laughs)
0: That was the real villain. Everyone's like, he was a hunter. I don't care. Oh, God. But at the end of the day, Eric saved Ariel, but also Ariel multiple times had saved Eric. And she's worried that because she's looking at him from afar back to being a mermaid and that she's never going to see him again. And Triton is saying, like, he really does love her. There's just one problem. How much I'm really gonna miss her. And he turns her into a human, which makes everybody happy. And there's a wedding on a boat and everything's great. (coughs) I just want to point out the fact that Eric is a prince. Triton is a merman. And the king of the sea. They couldn't strike up a deal where, like, you know, Ariel can just go on a boat and go see her dad and be like, let's have brunch! Or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the aspect of, like, I'm never gonna see my dad again. It's like... I'm sure y'all could work out a deal because there were plenty of mermaids just sticking up out of that ocean saying, like, hello and congratulations, while there were other people on the boat that could clearly see that there were mer people. Mm-hmm. I think the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> I'm just saying. But at the end of the day, it was, you know, a very pretty sentiment ending of the happy wedding kind of a happy ending kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. I sound so cynical. (laughs) Like, I swear I do love this movie, but I'm, like, listening to myself going, oh my god, I'm just so depressing. (laughs) Is this what adulthood is? Yes. I don't like it. Take it back. Too bad. Take it back. I never wanted to grow up. I didn't want this. We're
1: kind of, like, a couple of decades in...
0: Alright, and the last of the facts that I have, uh, originally Sebastian was supposed to have an English accent, but it was lyricist-slash-producer Howard Ashman who suggested speak with a Caribbean accent. Hmm. Which I mentioned earlier that it was Samuel E. Wright's, Wright's idea to actually do... Um, Turn that in? Yes. Instead. Um, this was also Ben Wright's final film, Grimsby. Um, it was released four months after his death following his heart surgery. Which is always sad in those moments where they don't even get to see the after the finished project.
1: Yeah.
0: Like um, cause Heath, her. Heath Ledger. No, um, Lance Reddick. Well, Heath Ledger, yes, but like, cause I don't think he got to see the finish. I don't think he got to see like the red carpet premiere of John Look, Wick four. Because I think I remember interviews of like Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne on the red carpet and then talking about how like it's a shame that Lance Reddick couldn't be here with us today. I don't know. I personally also don't know completely how it works. I've never been a part of test screenings or premieres or stuff like that. Be a nice dream, but yeah. Uh, this is also the movie that brought Disney to its, into its renaissance area in 1989 after repeated defeats at the box office. Um, and it was also the last Disney animated feature to use hand-painted cells and analog camera and film work. Uh, 1,000 different colors were used on 1,100 backgrounds and over 1 million drawings were done in total.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: alright. Yeah. I will admit I am not um drawing artist like you and Rachel as much as I wish I was. But I can still appreciate that. Like I can't tell you what it takes to like put all that kind of stuff into it because I do not know, but I can still appreciate like all of that like hard work and dedication and heart that shit takes. Um Glenn Keane, um, in an interview, he's he was the lead art, artist for Ariel. He admitted that for the longest time he was embarrassed by Ariel's scene of reaching out towards, like, the ocean, like, in the grotto mm. at the end of Part of Your World because he thought that it was really cheesy looking. Um, but he had to put it in because of the deadline. Um... But like years later he was approached by a young woman who had told him when she was when she saw the film as a kid all she wanted to do was take Ariel's hand and help her out of the water. So then after that that actually became like his favorite proud scene hmm. moment, which Yeah, it's cool. Um, also Jody Benson had played sang that song in the dark to get that under the sea feeling. Um, it was also Jodie Benson's first acting role. Um, she didn't tell anyone she was doing work, work, voice work until the film came out because she was worried her friends would judge her. Hmm. And now, of course, she has such a yeah, talent and following and fan base and career of voice acting. So good for you, Jodie Benson. Um, and then the last thing I had was scheduling conflicts with Star Trek The Next Generation forced Patrick Stewart to turn down the role of King Triton. Oh Oh. yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, I did. I I did really like King Triton in the movie, but that would have. That would have been cool. And I forgot to mention how when Ariel is in her room, the first night that she's with Eric, that she's literally using the fork to comb her hair and puts it down on the nightstand right next to her hairbrush. It's the little things like that that they put in that I really appreciate the most. Yeah. Just those little subtle hints. And also, if I ever saw somebody literally take a fork at the dinner table and just comb their hair with it, I would probably vomit.
1: I want to do that. That is so gross. Please don't comb my beard. It's
0: so gross. Uh, this movie. As much as I'm complaining about a few moments and being cynical, a cynical adult, I do at the end of the day still love this movie. Watching this yesterday and today, it just brought up so many memories and just, the animation is awesome. Like, I like their use of making everything feel underwater, like the bubbles and even just the sound that it makes Yeah. when they're swimming through and even Ariel's beautiful luscious hair. Like, I like that animation work and how everything just seems so clean and well put together I will say I think it was Ariel that kind of sparked the whole like I want to be a redhead movement that I had mm-hmm. when I was younger and then Haley Williams just kind of floored it because that's the one where I saw it I was just like alright I'm officially dying my hair red but, yeah yeah pretty much what would you rate this movie um
1: honestly I'd probably give it a three Really? Yeah. Um, like I can appreciate the animation, uh, the sound design, the music, uh, the voice cast. It just hasn't been a, like one of my favorites. Gotcha. Yeah. So I will give it three... Um, three Les Poissons. <laughs>
0: out of five. Oh, uh, yeah. Poor Sebastian trying to get away from that chef. <laughs>
1: Les Poissons. Really? Les Poissons!
0: Terrifying moment. Um, I would probably give this... A, honestly, probably a four... Shaggy Dog Named Max. Out of five. Um... It might also be nostalgia for me, because, I again, I really was obsessed with this movie when I was a kid. Um... And there were some moments where, like, you know, I said earlier, how the story of Eric and Ariel itself kind of felt rushed. Yeah. And maybe if the movie itself was longer, it would have kind of hit that more on the head, like, kind of a pace kind of a situation. Um. And I had my grievances on, like, stupid shit of, like, the things I noticed when I turned into an adult. I
1: feel like it could have done good with an extra ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Like, just kind of more of, like... Yes, she only had three days. However, they could have made it feel like more with actually getting them more of an intimate situation or like...
1: It felt like two days, honestly.
0: Yeah, it really... Yeah, and it kind of technically was because we don't know what time it was that Ariel first made it to the shore with her legs. So who knows? Maybe because I'm hoping that that's something that they might change in the live action movie. Because again, it's two hours Hmm. and 15 minutes. Like, they have to extend it somewhere yeah so we'll see um but the music is great um it's music is not on up to par as the beauty and the beast music is for me because beauty and the beast is fucking wonderful and also hunchback under Aim. like oh the haunting melodies of that movie uh, um and the voice acting was great <laughs> Again, the animation, there were a lot of scenes that I liked in there. Especially like with that whirlpool with the pink and the green and the blue and the purple. It was just really cool looking. Sorry. Um, But yeah, four four out of five for Mm. me. And then she dares to ask, what is this next episode going to be on?
1: Okay, I am cashing in my card because we didn't get to pick a movie for my birthday last year. You're
0: right, we did not.
1: And I decided that we are going to do... Uh, where'd it go? Here we go. I just added up. Oh, here we go. Uh, We are doing 1995's Ghost in the Shell. It's an anime movie.
0: Oh, okay, that's why. I was just like... Although it sounds familiar. Like, I don't think I've seen it, but I feel like I might have heard about it. Uh, you
1: probably remember the live-action piece of shit that came out with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, no. We're not doing that. I didn't,
0: I didn't see that one, but I remember hearing a lot of people very angry about that one.
1: Uh, it wasn't even so much for me, the whole race swap thing. It was just... It, they did it so wrong. But yeah, Ghost in a Shell is a... Not even in my opinion, it's widely known as a pivotal um, moment in film because so many American films ended up copying this, specifically The Matrix. Huh.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never seen it before, but I do remember hearing about it, uh, so I probably won't do like any research or anything like that, so that's all up to you, buddy. Yes. <sighs> you got this. I have faith in you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well, that should be interesting. Yes. And I already have my idea for my birthday in June, so I'm not gonna tell you just yet, though. But thank you, everyone, for rude, rude. He's listening to the
1: Peanuts parents in there. You heard him? No. No.
0: I thought you literally were talking about that. It was like they were watching like an episode of Peanuts in there. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, but yes, thank you for everyone who listening to us talk about The Little Mermaid. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited for the live-action Little Mermaid movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I mean, yeah. great, like, I feel like live-action Disney movies are kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. The ones that generally go straight to Disney Plus are usually a miss. So I don't get my hopes up for those, like Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Wendy. Lilo and Stitch. That hasn't come out yet.
1: It's gonna be on Disney
0: Plus only. Is it gonna be? Oh God, no! It's gonna be awful now. Yeah. Not that I really have much faith in that one, um. But still. Uh. But yes. Anyway, you uh. Yes. Um. Give us a lovely five star review. The usual. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell that random fish girl that keeps singing to you and saves your life from a burning ship.
1: If I find a fish girl, I'm gonna marry her.
0: Go for it. Mm-hmm. I won't judge you at all.
1: Yeah, it's my only option at this point. Ouch!
0: Uh,
1: tell your butcher, tell your barber, tell that fat... Uh... What, what was I going to say? Octopus-looking person? Tell that fat octopus witch. <laughs> They'd be singing songs and whatnot, putting on lipstick with clams. Yes,
0: and putting out bangers left and right. Yes. Poor unfortunate souls... In pain in need. <laughs> oh and uh yeah, hope y'all have a good rest of whatever time of day or week it is. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.